driving in your car, you might be working out at the gym, you might be laying in bed, Clearing our voices out. taking you, you might be at a funeral, to Twilight <laughs> no. you might be at a funeral, trying to drown out all the outside noise, or you just love to talk about death and dying I, and grief. I hope you prefer listening to us than people chew food, but I'm sure there's a know, podcast out there for that, if that's your own. thing, to each their own. Today is March 10th, 2019. I almost said 2014. Mm, That was when my life stopped. (laughs) When I got pregnant. (laughs) Um, We are here today with one of my dear friends, Misty. I've known Misty since we had our kids. I met her through mutual friends in my birth class, and she helped to pull me out of my postpartum depression so hi misty welcome hello how are you today i'm good i was thinking of when we met and i was like we might have both been drinking a beer in our car while our babies were sleeping <laughs> waiting to go into a party yeah right exactly <laughs> like you were parked in front of me yeah exactly yeah that was it was uh, i want to say right it was sometime in july 2015 when we met um Right? No. Don't ask dates. Hold on. Yeah, I know. I just said that. I already said that. Hold on. I don't remember dates. I don't... Uh, Layla was born... Yeah, Layla was born I don't even know what April. day it is today. I know. So. Well, we just had a long discussion about that, what day it was. Um, but yeah, so I met Misty when Layla was about th- three months old, and Owen was... Owen's like four months older than her, so what y'all can do the math. And... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I was just kind of in that place of like, I don't want to leave the house, and but I really need to have a friend. And at that time, we lived on the same side of town, so I'd meet her at the park or go over to her house and walk, and we'd do things that moms do, and some things that mom, some moms don't do. But we would do those things, and it was nice to have some sort of normalcy and feel like a human again and someone to talk to. It's funny you felt like that, because you're like, yay, I'm like, I helped you pull you out of sort of a depression uh-huh. um, postpartum and I didn't even know what the fuck I was doing I was floating around and I've never I'm never friends with females it's yeah. really hard for me so I was like oh my god <laughs> does she really want to hang out with me <laughs> it was it was weird because I'm very much like a um I can't have too many friends you know what I mean like I yeah. love to be around people but I don't really get super super close to ever it's like I have a ton of friends I don't have like I mean but I have very few people that I would like really genuinely trust or like if I got a flat tire on the side of the road there's like a handful of people I'd call yeah there's some people I'm not gonna bother them you know but you and David quickly became like part of that group where it's like yeah like if I need something then yeah I 
call them or like if I was sick and I'm like can't watch Layla today please come totally yeah it was like your first uh family friend yeah exactly included well and like that was into the same kind of stuff I was into at least like (laughs) which once you have a kid you're like uh, hanging out with people you're you have nothing in common nothing like the no offense to these people but like the moms with like the monogram diaper bags and, and stuff like that and I'm like I just want to use, I just use yeah. like my old book bag. I mean, and- I still, <laughs> because I don't work and I'm hanging out with moms and they still talk about mom and shit at four and mm-hmm. I'm like so over it. Yeah. I'm talking about like, what's about polyamory? Like, yes. let's talk about sex. Are yeah. you getting fucked? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm so over talking about mom yeah. shit. Yeah. Like, I don't care what your kid's eating. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. What their poop looks like today. I don't and this care is what, what we're talking about right now. Know, right? You realize that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't want to talk about my child's development on a podcast (laughs) but yeah or ever I mean I do (laughs) but my talk to that talk to my mom and their her teachers about that that's it um point being y'all were kindred spirits mm-hmm. in the in the mom yeah world. yeah well we could talk about <laughs> shit like yeah like Calling our crazy because we yeah. could talk about other stuff yeah. yeah and we have the same sense of humor we're nothing alike but no. we have a very dark sense of humor yeah we're like even physically you can come together on that when you find a person that totally. has a dark sense of humor yeah you, it doesn't matter the, you're like wait like, I can make fun of you and you yes. still like me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's such a beautiful magic when yeah. those things yeah. come together. Well, it, yeah, it's nice to just to have like a sense of honesty, even if it's like under this veil of sarcasm or humor. Yeah. Because like sometimes I'll say shit to her or she'll say shit to me and and not getting too detailed here, but we've really talked like helped each other through some really yeah. tricky There's situations no judgment yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah and that's the thing i remember she was like i don't want to tell you these things and i'm like but why not i literally tell you every thought i have <laughs> <laughs> and she's like but you have to understand this is hard for me yeah. to open up and i'm like okay well in due time you well, know what i mean the only person that i ever talked to about everything was my mom you know yeah. when my mom died i it's like what the fuck she was my only female friend that i can really consider yeah my my female friend yeah so i guess that's a great segue into yeah your mother's death um was that your wasn't your first no death. it wasn't my first death <laughs> who was your first or who was your yeah um so i was really young um again dates are hard for me but my dad his father died um when i was a young child and that shit was crazy like grown adults on the floor sobbing going through hysterics because he was an awful man i mean he was sexually abusive Mm -hmm. um like i mean it's deep seated abuse yeah um like basically everyone in the family got hit with it and so these men were you know like big men like that you considered like tough guys because they were also scary you know because they had to like break the habits and it took a long time for them to break the habits but in at the funeral as a small child just seeing my dad like really like his dad's dead and he is uh trying to process it and process like being molested basically yeah and then looking at his brother and they have never talked about the fact that they were probably both molested and they all know it and it was just fucking terrifying as a small child that's a lot of layers of grief there yeah for those people totally recognize that some really shitty shit a lot of energy going on so that was 
to pick up on. Yeah, that was the yeah. first. That was my funeral experience. And after that, it was like, never again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was the first one I took in really depressing. And then I kind of just took, death became like so, I don't know. After that, my aunt died of cancer and my Nana, who was basically my second mom, um, oh wait, no, that was, that wasn't it. So my... I'm trying were to think your parents of, married? Sorry, were your were your parents married? My parents are still. Uh, they married until my mom passed. Okay, yeah. so they were married during. Okay, during all. Yeah. Okay. After my grandfather's funeral, the other one that I went to was was in the within the same week. One oh, was on wow. a Monday and one was on a Friday. Mm-hmm. That's what I was trying to think of. Wow. And wow. yeah, same funeral home and um and everything same side of the family no different oh. sides of the family mm. one was my great-grandmother and the other one was my aunt my aunt was like 50 and she died of cancer and my my nana had alzheimer's and she was at a, a normal age oh, wow. of you know yeah passing away but after those were really close relatives and then i just became numb yeah so i had that horrible experience with my grandfather's God, funeral so and then the other one was just like okay death is gonna happen yeah yeah and death is like and you're young intense. at this point I was still young yeah 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 I mean well my nana was going through um Alzheimer's I would visit her at the home and you know it's scary Alzheimer's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she would get frightened when I would visit her because she didn't know who I was yeah. and she felt threatened so I would go and I would um scoot around all the other elders and hang out with them (laughs) and she would watch me and she just kind of started thinking I worked there so I would hit her up like after hanging out with like three people to acclimate her yeah so she didn't just see me come and visit her and get scared I could I I can see you doing that. Mm-hmm. I can see you doing that now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you kind of do have an old soul in that sense that yeah. you'd rather hang out with a bunch of <laughs> totally. Alzheimer's patients than, yeah. than anyone your age. Yeah. Either younger or a lot older. Yeah. 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 I, I, that makes sense. That's not surprising. I could see you in a little scooter, scooting around, a, whatever those things are called. A rascal. I'd be a running. Rascal. I'd be like racing them on the scooter <laughs> next to them. Come on. Yeah, that's not surprising. <laughs> not at all. So then there was, was there a, a span between those deaths where you didn't lose a lot of people? Or was it one of those things where it's like once it started, well, it didn't stop coming? Yeah. After that was my mother's father. Uh, I called him Jido. That's Lebanese for grandfather. And he passed. I'm horrible with dates, but it wasn't that long because they lived together. My mom's mother, I mean, my mom's sister and my grandfather lived together. Mm. And I thought they were married when I was younger. It was weird because they were always together. Huh. Mm -hmm. That is weird. Um, And and I forget what happened to him. uh, Colonoscopy. And then it like tore. He... He um, bled from the inside. Yeah, that happened to uh, Sethin's grandfather. Something like that. Like Something similar. They did yeah. a colonoscopy, and it just so happened to tear an artery yeah, like or something. something. And then internal bleeding. And, yeah. yeah. Well, my grandfather, when he died, again, same funeral, small town, and um, same funeral home. And I was graduating high school. Oh. And oh. nobody was at my graduation. I was sitting down, getting ready to like get my diploma, and I could see the funeral hall where my entire family was. That's crazy. Yeah. I, 
they couldn't just pick a earlier time or a later time. No, that's the way my family works. They don't think about things. Like, we have to bury them now. Did yeah. y'all have, um, I don't know much about Lebanese culture, but did y'all have any, like, funeral customs that were special, I guess? No, we didn't do that. I wish I had something interesting yeah. to say, but no. Just the typical, like, preacher says some words and then yeah. you bury them. I, yeah. I mean, it, well, those funerals were... <laughs> tough because I also have a schizophrenic brother <laughs> and so <laughs> the funerals ball. got harder and harder as you know and he's older than you yeah he's three years older okay. so I'm 37 so he's like 40 years old okay. um and he still lives in the same bedroom he's ever lived in his entire life with um he lives with my dad now yeah. that my mom passed um but he gets really, I mean, he doesn't go to family functions at all since he was 19. Mm-hmm. And so funerals were like a forced yeah. thing for him. And so he would get, his whole body would react. And mm-hmm. poor guy, I felt so bad. I didn't know where he was. And I thought he took off. And he was <laughs> shitting in the bathroom <laughs> for like ever. Oh my God. And he clogged the toilet <laughs> at the funeral home. And like was trying you know to figure it out there's no plunger i guess you know and then there was like shit water going out (laughs) underneath the door like in in the funeral home everyone was there i'm laughing and i feel so bad because yeah i wouldn't leave the house again for like five years after that and i'm not schizophrenic yeah like oh my god i would have like made a window there yeah Yeah. made your own window (laughs) made a window you would have seen a laura shaped hole in the wall (laughs) (laughs) so after that when he dipped out at funerals were like okay you go so how go. did you find him was it just the shit water and people are like oh, yeah no. like he wouldn't get out of the bathroom he was like too embarrassed and Aww. i think it was me or my other brother that like figured it out and oh, helped no. him so sad. yeah so you have two brothers then? yeah there were all three years apart okay, okay. yeah um and, so and the youngest and i'm the baby yeah. okay yeah god <laughs> that is terrible i'd be humiliated oh god okay so this is high school mm-hmm. was the next death your mom no the next death i was <laughs> nope they keep on coming <laughs> this one's not a family member okay. um i mean there are other ones but they weren't big when i was um married i got married at like 26 which i think is too young now <laughs> um it was pretty quick you know you don't think someday someone's gonna ask you to marry them and like yeah. <laughs> sure say yes like live the moment but take your time with everything yeah. really sweet guy but it just wasn't a good match yeah. and it um he was in a, a band called maserati and his drummer was jerry fuchs and oh, he was right. 30 years old and like just left our house tour was just over and he would went to a party in new york in a warehouse and um the elevator was stuck was like an old elevator and then they jumped it and he jumped it and he made it but his hoodie um got caught and it flew him down and he died he was like 30 years old i remember that yeah and then i was like peace i want a divorce like it basically made me rethink where i was at yeah it really impacted me i think that death impacted me more than my mother's death which is strange wow yeah yeah because we we've talked about your mother a lot more 
Yeah. And we've talked about that I was, one. I wasn't even really close with Jerry. It was just maybe someone my age and was, hit me at the right time. That you're mm-hmm. like, that the more your mortality and that you're not invincible and that like this, you're so young, this can happen. Is this what I want to be doing with my life? Totally. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It's a catalyst for, I mean, grief is. If it had happened a year younger, I mean, a year before, it might have hit you differently than it yeah. did at the oh, time. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 And, you know, that was when I, like, I mean, I was in the bar scene and like downtown all the time and my husband was a bartender and I just sort of left and went to the gym and like, yeah, that was my life after that. It really impacted me health wise and it really, I mean, I told my husband I wanted a divorce. Yeah. You know, I was like, are you awake? And he was like, (laughs) no. I think that we should separate. And he said, okay. And then he rolled over and started snoring again. <laughs> and you're like, shit. Yeah, that was like, that was the conversation of us having a divorce. And so he was, but it, like, he remembered that that's what you said the next morning? Yeah, he helped me find a place and move That's out. right. Y'all had a very, like, amicable, amic- amicable. Uh, is yeah. that the right? I think so. I'd split. say so. Yeah. You used the same lawyer, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we're young. Yeah. <laughs> we had Didn't no really money. have a lot of, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They had a dog, right? We did. And we wrote that in the papers. Like, we shared that dog. We shared mm. custody. Every other week, we would bring the dog to each other's Aww. house and drop the dog off. How did that go when he moved? He just took the dog. And I just, I mean, I had two more dogs. And so I was just like. Did you, do you think there was any grief associated with that? With giving him the dog? Yeah. No, you know, it sort of just happened. Just felt right? Yeah. Well, because it's not like he moved across the state or moved across town like you moved to another country yeah like yeah um um why well, can't even why can't i think of where he lives now <laughs> <laughs> it's not in this country <laughs> yeah. overseas yeah um sweden or something like blanking well he dated a woman that lived in greece and so like my mind goes there uh switzerland one of the swiss another no it's switzerland okay. they live in switzerland okay, okay. yeah cool yeah, so never, <laughs> never see the dog except for Facebook, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, and then after that, I met David, uh, mm-hmm. who I'm married to now. And uh, my mom passed uh, right when he got back from tour. So he was gone for a month. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy that like tours and deaths kind of are a thing yeah. for me. Oh, God. I, maybe that's why anxiety with touring yeah you have some anxiety around that. i mean i think there's a lot of reasons why and we can dive into that maybe a bit but yeah so he was gone for a month on tour and my mom kept asking me when is he getting back when's he getting back and you know i told her to the date and she died that day that he got back my mom didn't know she was sick yeah um she had a heart attack um and then we found out later in the autopsy she had stage four lung cancer which is obvious she smoked from when she was 10 years old Mm. until she was 60 that's That's insane yeah that's crazy a long time when was the last time you had seen her Mm. you know i see her like i've seen her like once or twice a year because i moved to georgia and, and um she lives in new hampshire she lived in new hampshire i don't know when i saw her before that but we talked a lot on the phone and there were no like i mean no symptoms of the lung cancer oh she or? coughed all the time okay which is but it like was just part of she just said she had allergies but she had cancer and yeah. she, she would ask my dad to rub her back and he always 
after she passed, he said he felt so guilty because yeah. he never did. And she, her back was hurting. Yeah. I had this dream before my mom died. Um, it was like this walk-in closet where I grew up and there was a clear, like a glass window in it. And I could see her in a rocking chair in her pajamas and her robe in the corner. It was dark. And she was just rocking alone in this like weird room that doesn't exist in my house. And she came over to the window and like put her hand up and I opened it and let her in. And mm. in the closet was a little bed and like all these clothes, like her wedding dress and like old memory clothes. And she laid on the bed and I was rubbing her back. Mm. And then I found out that she, you know, had lung cancer. And my dad said her back hurt all the time. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, dreams are another thing with death. Um, My aunt, you know, like after people die and you go and collect their stuff. Mm -hmm. My mom took me and um, we went through her things. And uh, I had a dream right before that. She was like, she had cancer. And so she had no hair, but she always put a wig on and like makeup on. So she didn't scare us when we came (laughs) over. And in my dream, she looked like, you know, full-blown cancer, yeah. like scraggle hair, sort wow. of like Gollum-ish, yeah. you know. And her legs didn't touch the floor. She were at a party in my dream, like a family function. And her, she, you could tell she was dead and nobody saw her but me. And she was getting like, like tossed, like people were bumping into her and you could tell her like feet weren't really touching the floor. And then she looked over and she saw me. And we hit eyes and she floated right towards me in my dream. And she took me by the hand and she brought me in this room and pointed behind a chair and there were presents stacked up. And that was my dream. And, you know, we went and we got our things like her necklaces and her clothes, um, went through her stuff and they took out these presents in the closet and they were like these are for you and there were three presents in the closet like exactly how my dream was and um she had missed my birthday she forgot to give them to me she was too sick and i didn't open that shit forever i was so scared Mm. and they weren't anything magical yeah it wasn't like (laughs) but it fucked me up yeah Yeah. that's crazy so you got a little clairvoyance yeah, for sure. I, I feel like so. that can happen. You don't even notice it. Yeah, well, it's also one of those things that if you've always been a little more in tune with those, I don't know, you have to be open whatever, to take it in. Yeah, you don't even, it's almost like it's just normal to you, so yeah. you don't realize that it's not everyone. Have you all had that experience? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I've definitely had dreams and we we talk about it a little bit on the podcast but I think dreams are huge with subconscious processing of grief or whatever Uh, or connecting to I was gonna ask um do since your mom passed do you have any recurring dreams about her well I have a recurring scenario Mm -hmm. um where her and my dad are split up and that's why she's not around Mm. And um, like they live in different places, and but she's, she's dating not, people. She's not really no. See, she's that's not funny, really dead because my my husband and I both have lost our dad. I mean, both of our dads died when we were younger, and we both have a dream where our dads aren't aren't, aren't dead, dead, and they're just somewhere else in the world. And it's the same for me that my my parents just separate. Like my dad just couldn't take it anymore. 
I mean, they yeah. were happily married, you know, but it's just you, it's like your brain has to find another way to process the fact that they're not there anymore. Yeah. And even at 30, I still, I mean, 34, I still have that dream every now and then. Not as often as I did as a child, but it, it pops up from time to time. Yeah. I have it easier, I think, than my family because I live far away from my mom and I always mm-hmm. have. For me, like, she's still there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just pretend. Like, I am mm-hmm. in denial. And then I go home and I'm like, this shit's sad. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, my dad and my schizophrenic brother and, like, my other brother is just, like, sees them less than I do. And he lives right there. Yeah. And it's like, just a bunch of dudes, like, sad mm-hmm. dudes in New England. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they don't listen to this. Nah. Right? It's like, we won't I don't know. Makes me feel bad. My mom was like, the life. And so, yeah, I pretend she's still, like, living it. When yeah. when Tommy uh, was killed, I remember it It happened during the summer, and we'd all gone, gone home from college. So when we went back to school, it was obvious, I mean, it was obviously not there, and we had to go to his apartment and clean it out because his parents couldn't do it you know and there was obviously that big hole but we somehow just told ourselves like oh he's just away for the summer still like he's just didn't come back to school like I think the thing you can take from death is like you know you can be in denial about it whatever mm-hmm. it's death it's however you process it yeah but I like suck the energy off of the death and I feel like that has always worked for me it, like tricked my brain to be like okay when people die their energy releases in the air you can let yeah. it go to waste or you can like make it light a fire in your ass yeah and do something with it to push you a little bit so Jer- when Jerry died that was the catalyst for like your lifestyle change yeah and then your mom did you go more hardcore after that (laughs) my mom i had a kid three months later i was pregnant yeah i was like why you know my mom was never gonna meet a human being that that i create and you know going through all her stuff it's funny what was important to me was like her weird little trinket stuff that yeah. she had carried around since she was a teenager. Like it was some it was important to her for some reason. Yeah, there was yeah. this little baby Gerber ring like uh made from an old Gerber spoon and it had both my brother's birthdays on it and not mine cuz once number 3's around yeah, you nothing, just don't there's care no anymore. pictures of you and you're yeah. like what the fuck? I think I've <laughs> thousands of pictures of Owen. Yeah. Because of it. Yeah. And if I have another kid you know yeah it's gonna happen yeah. there's literally thousands developed yeah. of my son i know i've seen it i've seen your house i'm the third child too though and it's like once you come around it's like oh, fuck it, i don't care yeah. like just i don't know and like like etched my own birthday in yeah. that room no but i put it on and i was like staring at this little baby gerber ring on my hand and because my mom died suddenly, I, I wasn't even in Athens when she passed where I live. I was in Atlanta at the last show of my husband. And so we were luckily close to the airport, but I just had to fucking go. Yeah. I was. Tell us about the moment you found out. Okay. So I was alone for a month and my husband was playing in Atlanta, which is right near where I live. So he scooped me up and took me to Atlanta for the last show. Of and, Montreal. Yeah. For the of Montreal show. And. I went, you know, and saw the show. And then after the show, I looked at my phone and saw like all these missed calls. And were you drinking or? Yeah. yeah. 
like and I didn't have a kid then so yeah of course I was drinking I yeah. was smoking whatever and yeah. the Having bus was right there and I planned on staying there you know and partying through the night um and I remember it was pouring out and I looked at my phone and I was like what the fuck and I called I thought it was something about my brother because anything that happens yeah. is usually about him um and they told me my mom passed and like she wasn't even sick you know it was just like boom she um fell the day before and my dad um he was a firefighter for 25 years and an emt and so we like did a little check on her and he didn't bring her to the hospital she seemed fine she just seemed tired and then they took you know a nap together the next day and he was snoring like of course like right before she dies he just like still bugs her (laughs) so she got up and went to sleep on the couch to get some like peace and quiet and she died on the couch my brother came downstairs and found her just dead on the floor um and god terrible that's so traumatic yeah and so they called me you know and uh it was like late at night it was pouring out and it was I just like collapsed in a puddle on the ground like besides the venue the show space sobbing and saying the strangest things to my father like trying to tell him like I was going to like be her and love him the way she loved him like all this weird stuff but now I'm like that's creepy yeah Yeah. no but you went into like maternal mode yeah yeah Yeah. and and you you've stayed there since then yeah do you know what I mean you just and you are the woman of the family it's like your instinct went immediately to taking care of everyone else yeah I wouldn't say that that's my role (laughs) like I I don't know but even when when you did have Owen and he came down like yeah didn't david go on tour like two weeks after yeah right when i had my son yeah david went on another tour within two weeks of having my first child and my dad came to visit he was still mourning for sure yeah and both of us knew like you shouldn't be here yeah (laughs) like my mom shouldn't be here helping yeah yeah and i made him dinner because it was like I didn't know what else to do. And I, my body felt like shit. I just mm-hmm. like pushed the child out of me. And my labor was over 40 hours and it was insane labor. And I remember him saying like, is your chicken dry? My chicken's dry. Oh. And I wanted to be like, fuck you. Fuck you, you have chicken. Like, <laughs> just be thankful yeah. you have chicken. And like losing my mom made me question relationships and monogamy and traditional relationships. And I, because my dad's lonely and he feels like I need to stay alone to prove that I have all this love for this woman and she was it and then my brother is schizophrenic and also that's scary bringing a relationship into that my brother says like no he can never love again and it's not for him to say that and if my mom died I feel like she'd be okay and if we had like this is weird and twisted and my husband's always like that's a fucked up thought but if we had someone else close to us when someone died we would get cared for and the grief wouldn't be so heavy and we would like still have someone to love yeah if i knew i was dying of cancer 
I'd want to know my family was like had another woman or another person that was gonna love them mm-hmm. and maybe that's so twisted I don't, I don't, I don't think, think it's fucked up at all no. I mean you know I don't think it's fucked up I think there's that, no judgment in this room no. <laughs> seriously well and also I just feel like it like I know Sethan I highly 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 doubt if anything ever happened to me he would ever love again like I don't see him ever even I see him living in a cave yeah I I don't know death totally changed my mind on on that on like relationships or just you know my parents stayed married and I just see like all these things my mom could have done in life like little things she wanted to do that my dad didn't want to do and it's like yeah that's fine but you should still do them yeah Yeah. however you want to do them this is your life and this is your only life that you should Mm -hmm. do it well, yeah, I think that's healthy. Like, well, and it, that's not to say, like, you and I are married to men that are very, very similar in that sense of they would be happy just sitting in a room by themselves and <laughs> coding or painting or doing yeah. something like that. And you and I are very much like, we need connections with people. We need to go talk to people. But they understand that. You know what I mean? Like, you can Yeah, do I mean, that. that's why they were attracted to us. Yeah. Because we weren't like them. Complete opposites. Yeah. Complete opposites. Mm-hmm. But it's, I think there's, like, a healthy balance there. I mean, you can't... I always say that Seth and I just... We are not going to try to change each other. Yeah. Nothing's going to happen there. Yeah. I do think there's healthy compromise. But... So, one thing... I mean, sorry, my brain went here. Like, mm-hmm. after losing my mom... um, Sleeping with my husband is hard because he coughs and he snores and I keep listening to his breath and like waiting for him not to wake up. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know this was a thing because I had my son and I co-slept and so we didn't sleep together for mm-hmm. a while. But when we sleep together, I don't sleep at all. I just hear, I listen to his breathing. It's, that's how your, an- your death anxieties yeah, manifest. I'm waiting for him to choke on his breath or that cough you know the same cough my mom had I'm like yeah. terrified of what's riddling inside its body yeah and you know I'm like terrified of what's riddled inside of me too oh god I can't even go down that I get nervous too. we were talking about this last night with Seth and he has sleep apnea and when he and he hasn't gotten his fucking oh CPAP that drives yet. me absolutely crazy oh it drives me so crazy but like when he's snoring when he stops snoring I'm I will wake up and immediately like kick him because that means he's not breathing. Yeah. You know, and it's terrifying. And I'm doing the opposite. I'm kicking him while he's snoring. I'm like, stop breathing, motherfucker. Stop breathing. Shut up. Die already. Just kidding. We don't want David to So die. with David traveling, how often is he on tour? Like, how many? There's probably two to three big tours. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're about a month long. And I'm okay. alone with my son. Um, sounding my head against the wall yeah. and hiding in the bathroom with... So maybe two months wine. out of the year, you're. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe two months out of the year, you're without him, or is it more than that? Uh, maybe three okay. smushed with like little shows and stuff. Okay, yeah, like a week or weekend here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, do you think? I mean, I know this, and we've talked about this, but for the listeners, um, I remember looking at you and thinking, God, like this woman has it together. She is meant to be a mom. She like. And I remember talking to you about postpartum and you're like, I don't feel that way. Like, I don't have postpartum. Um, Do you think that was something that you maybe did struggle with and didn't even realize it? No, definitely not. If anything, I just had it this year. 
post postpartum. Post postpartum. Yeah. So do you think you were just thrown into like survival mode? Didn't yeah. even realize that. Here's the thing: is I waited to have um, horrible postpartum because I felt like I was going to finally grieve my mother's death because mm. I was immediately pregnant and then put all that energy into being pregnant. Didn't want to like. Go, my body to go through that stuff mm-hmm. you know because you try to keep Stress, strong cortisol and then i thought i was gonna like uh have my son and fall into deep depression didn't happen mm-hmm. um was like totally into being a parent because i'm also a nerd where i get obsessive about things mm-hmm. but then i stop <laughs> like i don't finish shit like i <laughs> like, don't have a job right now and i'm like dreading it because i'm like oh what am i gonna start that i'm not gonna finish um it is true there have been a couple of things yeah, everything <laughs> literally every career anything that i've done and i i piddle out and so i held strong with like being like mom's being a mom is awesome um until he hit four and then i was like what me like yeah, yeah. So I never had that post um, depression of postpartum or post depression of my mom's death. Um, maybe until this year, where was, I had to think about my life. Yeah. So it wasn't necessarily postpartum that was like sp- uh, created from or caused by hormones. It was just like depression from grief and depression from all, all change, change, and shoving that shit down and being alone sometimes and having to you know I mean and the things that happen when you're depressed that are all just um it's like casualties that just collateral damage around like whether your relationship suffers or your your son suffers like I I think back to my postpartum depression and Layla and I'm like god I would I must have been a horrible mother. She doesn't know any different, but like I wouldn't play with her. I remember just sitting there and being like, "Yeah, that was me this past year." Yeah. Yeah. And so then you, after that, you have all the guilt Mm -hmm. of like, "God, why was I this way?" Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I I remember thinking, "Holy shit, she's finally depressed." with me (laughs) she's human I know that sounds so awful to say but I really remember being like like in a sense worried Mm -hmm. but also relieved if that makes sense yeah that makes sense because you're unpacking shit without you you weren't at that time Mm -hmm. but it you either sink or swim (laughs) that does feel very Casey because you are just kind of like are you ready yet? Are you ready yet to be depressed? Are you ready to be sad? It's just like the whole time I was taking care of my grandma, she was just like, "You sure you're okay? Are you are you sad yet? Are you are you depressed yet?" It's like, and then Casey's sad? like, "Cool, you're depressed. I'm going on a cruise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take care of my kid. Right. Sorry, guys. See ya. I'm actually a good friend. I swear. She is, but that is just like you saying that. I'm like, that's so fucking Casey. Yeah, I'm waiting for you to see well, you." I'm out of here. You know what I think part of it was with you was that you had been the only person like you didn't there wasn't often or many times maybe a handful of times that you ever left Owen with anyone Mm-mm. and then he started school and you started getting a little taste of life life and mm-hmm. go, getting to more, go to the gym yeah. and go shopping during the morning and yeah looking all this people stuff. in the eyes again feeling mm-hmm. like 
attractive and all that stuff yeah that it's a scary road i'll never <laughs> i don't that doesn't i don't do well with that yeah no i mean i remember feeling i i'm glad we're talking about postpartum because we haven't talked about it much on here um or just depression in general and the grief associated whether it's caused by grief i think it's all caused by grief but like yours was the death of a person mine was the death of a life before and just the grief associated with that and I remember thinking like no one is ever gonna find me attractive again and this like I have no sexuality you know because you got a baby eating on your boobs all the time and you You just touched out yeah you don't want anyone to touch you untouched and touched out yeah it's a lonely road and the anxiety in your brain god God, everything you do is wrong (sighs) and then right now with the times you know with uh politics and everything with you know what women are going through and coming out with the me too movement i wonder how many therapists have gotten new clients since the (laughs) me too movement yeah well and every mom i encounter looks a little fuck like fucking angry and a mm-hmm. little numb right now and just yep. like dazed and really thinking about themselves yeah which is i mean when last year when the me too stuff started really coming out i remember feeling so relieved and then also just like someone had come and just ripped a wound open and feeling so raw and I remember being like it was like one of the first days when it started going on after the Harvey Weinstein stuff and I said to um Seth and do you even care and I was so mad at him do you even care that this is going on you've been silent you haven't said a word and he was like I I felt like this was your like y'all's thing like I I don't know what to say and I'm like be an ally and then I realized I'm not angry at you I'm just processing some shit Mm -hmm. and that was when like the whole self-care like turn off the news like get off social media like don't read every article about the me too stuff it's okay yeah but yeah i I, we was it you i was with when we looked up the statistics on divorce since me too we talked about it but i don't know if we looked it up yeah it's like crazy how much yeah Yeah, how much it went up i mean literally every conversation i've had this year and all their kids are around four years old they're all struggling with like Mm. their relationships and kind of done like done with like picking up the slack yeah and then just like wanting to be a little selfish you know like because there's it's so taboo for a mom to be to be selfish yeah i think you know it correlates a lot with life and death it's like the fuck this is our life we like women put so much of their time and their life into taking care of other people this Mm -hmm. is our life too yeah we matter and there's a time when your kid hits four and you start thinking about yourself again and like like seeing like okay you've had to neglect your husband or your your partner for four years because you put the kids first and so like you're seeing where you want to actually place that Mm -hmm. you're seeing where you're like you know just where you want to put everything and you feel like you have options and you feel stuck at the same time you're just pissed off yeah yeah you're processing some shit yeah i remember when i was like in my the peak of my postpartum and i was going out all the time and i remember you'd say to me you're like you get to go out all the time and and at that time i felt like so judged Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean like yeah but and i was like so fucking what damn right I do you know just like angry like why is it a bad thing I was going out way too much but it's like 
fuck, if Sethan's going to stay home, I'm going to go out, you know? And it's, yeah. it, but I think that there's, I think a lot of people were judgy of that. And mom's at, at the school too, you know? Because they would see my Instagram or whatever. And I'm like, fucking care fuck these guys that's the thing that like you learn as a a person as you get older you have kids and you see lots of death happening around you you lose a parent especially like you start letting go of like Mm -hmm. other what other people do like who fucking cares you're give a damn break no like and you see that with older women a lot and that's why i like older women Mm -hmm. like you know uh I went into a lot of maze and bought some Christmas stuff and there were women like older than like older than their 50s kind of talking about love and relationships and I was like I just sat down and started listening like this is what I need yeah like you're talking about just dating and divorce and how like, you know third divorce or this or that and there's like you know everyone's just laughing and okay and there seems like no judgment yeah, yeah. and I was like I want that woman's group like sit down and just listening to some like 50 to 80 year olds talk about love and relationships yeah well life is short and there's really no room for judgment or any sort of holding back because you're afraid of what someone else will say or do or think and i mean i feel like gary like the very root of like who we are because are we both of our fathers died when we were so young is that just fuck it is just part of our core being because yeah. of how young we were when our parents died. Because after you've gone through that, like what you make on a test doesn't matter. Like yeah. your body image doesn't matter as much. And like people like talk about anxiety all the time. And I just don't really have a lot, but I, like literally if I were to have developed anxiety, I wouldn't have survived. And him mm. and I have talked about that before. Like if we had, started to get anxious and develop anxiety about things at that age we couldn't have did you guys meet after we met the year after and did you bond because of that yeah we didn't know immediately that that's what it was but the minute we like the day we met each other we just went like there's something about you Mm. i mean our dads passed away yourself yeah four months apart to the day our dads passed away and then we wow. met each other the following year when we were 13 and um wow, so young and then um we like had a little middle school relationship and then went our separate ways and then came back together and right after i graduated college and we've been together ever since but it's crazy but when we were young like we just had this really deep connection even as middle schoolers because we knew it the other one was like literally the same time going through yeah and i think that's just at the very root of who we are is that just like i don't give a fuck well and i think too yeah. there's no like, like they say let go of the little things yeah and like, you're that, like what little things we yeah. don't even notice the little yeah things. like and that's just i mean like we've we've never had like a real big fight about anything because anything like that it's just so ridiculous in the i mean in the fighting can be very productive yeah for some i mean some couples that's just how they communicate with each other gary and i aren't that couple we don't fight either but i mean that's just like i wish we did <laughs> no you don't <laughs> no you don't i mean there is productive fighting and every couple is different but gary and i just that's not we communicate with things and there's so many things where even if i was about to get angry i'm like oh it's not me though yeah i do you that know, too just, but that's probably because i'm lazy <laughs> I mean, you're just not worth it. Yeah, it's not worth my breath. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
Well, I guess if it's productive, then it's worth it. But <laughs> otherwise, never yeah. worth it. Never. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to ask about your mom's funeral. Yeah. So yeah. you did go up. Yeah. So we flew from Atlanta to Boston and um, got picked up by my dad, I think. It was so blurry. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I couldn't close my eyes. Like. Yeah. I kept waiting to see a sign from her. So I felt like I couldn't sleep until she gave me a sign. And I just like literally like the toothpick in the eyeball scenario, mm. like staring at everyone being like, where's the fucking sign? And it was just days. And so I went and stayed at my dad's house and you know, of course my brother, it, it was just like, <laughs> I like gave my husband like, to my brother and was just like you take care of my brother while we're all dealing with this yeah because he's gonna lose his goddamn mind and there was one point i forget what david said where he my brother said to david i know you're not jesus here to kill me but it feels like it whoa (laughs) yeah and i've said that i said this to you last night it he could not have said that to a better person yeah to have that said to them because david would just be like okay yeah like, so yeah. my husband um he he's a magical man mm-hmm. and his brain works differently than everybody else and he's full-on artist in every way whether he makes money from it or not yeah um and he lives in a semi-fantasy world so saying those things to him and being like let's talk about you know the sky and the universe and my husband will be like finally <laughs> someone gets me <laughs> yeah it's kind of scary like when i see how long like how much they get along <laughs> the, the video you posted of um david talking to owen about kings on Instagram that you posted where he was like, well, you know, there's kings and da 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 And he's explaining basically like capitalism <laughs> and like all this stuff to a he's four-year-old. Always trying to sneak that in. Yeah. yeah. It's like and airplane food. Owen's like, we should hit him. The, the spoon. Yeah. yeah. You make it sound interesting. Yeah. We should hit him. And David's like, well, I don't know if that's the right way to go about it. But like, yeah, next it makes Rogers. sense to have those feelings <laughs> to, to want to question power. And I'm like, I'm, I have shown that video to so many people because I'm like, this is fucking hilarious. And I love <laughs> that it's he's brilliant and he talks to Owen like, you know, Owen's brilliant and he is brilliant and yeah. he'll be brilliant. And he's weird too. Yeah, they're oh. all weird. Yeah, you're but all fucking weirdos. You know, yeah, we're all non-normals and I love that. And yeah. So, yeah, so we were home. Uh, David was designated to take care of my brother. Um, and... I don't even know what we did. We like made, you know, your, your little picture thing where you yeah. like put all the pictures together. And I like held it together until we were in like hot, like, like a hobby store and they're playing Christmas music. And I'm like staring at like the stickers to make a collage board of my mom's pictures. And I just like kind of collapsed and was crying. Christmas mm. was her time. So it was really, it still freaks me out when I hear Christmas music playing at um, stores. Yeah. And um, I don't know, just like, why am I wasting my time staring at these stickers that say like, family, love, yeah. like. It I doesn't matter. Yeah, like yeah. just like slap a bunch of stuff up. Like, I yeah. don't care. Yeah. Um, well, that's the, that like, when, it, when you lose someone you love and you care about and that crushing realization that, 
time hasn't stopped that things I don't know why I'm getting emotional but yeah, like, like everybody keeps going and you get pissed up and you're mad <laughs> you're like oh, yeah. do you know what just happened oh yeah. god like, just, yeah. yeah you want to shake strangers <laughs> yes. my mom's fucking dead yeah. Yeah. and you're how buying chapstick you? right now yeah, yeah. how Fuck dare you. you be mad why are you yelling at the customer service lady yeah. like there are bigger problems like don't yeah. roll your eyes at me yeah. after the day yeah. I've had yeah oh yeah. yeah like just yeah so that that is I think a Cross the board when you lose someone you care about. Just mm-hmm. you want to shake your hand at the sun for coming up, and then it's, just give it a minute to not do anything. <laughs> like, yeah, the the people that like message you and you think like like uh like Facebook and all that like it's like annoying half the time. But then you get these like messages from strangers and it's like or people that you like barely know and it's seems so important they like mm-hmm. go higher in the rank You're yeah like, oh i like that person <laughs> you know because they said yeah. like i'm sorry your mom's dead and like <laughs> you know like very eloquent yeah <laughs> or i do that now in my like just turned 37 and i don't like facebook at all anymore but i think i uploaded it just to see how many like people said happy birthday and i'm like all right you're cool like <laughs> i'll keep you, <laughs> yeah. I'll keep you. <laughs> that's funny Should or there we might put be this person on? that's just like that sticks out in your mind is you're just this person and now you've become this image in my mind of ever, all that is good and pure because yeah. of the way you treated me. Totally. When, yeah. People that sent cards and then my childhood dentist was at my Aww. mom's funeral. Mm-hmm. It was like, um, like, who's this from your past? Like all these people and like mm-hmm. guys I dated when I was younger. I was like, all right, I did okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, like one of my ex-boyfriends took a bus from a different city to like come and like he I don't know if he like didn't have a car or lost his license or something <laughs> one of those things yeah still a good guy he came yeah. to us good funeral. guy I'm glad I'm not dating you if you lost your license but like <laughs> thanks for taking the thanks bus to come to my mom's that. funeral oh well, I mean and I think that also speaks um to your mom's character yeah, yeah. oh like, okay so my mom was just amazing mm-hmm. um she didn't have a mom her mom took off on her when she was 10 like just left her and her sister which is why she started smoking when she was 10 yeah because her sister was seven years older and of course if your sister's smoking you're, you're going to be, be cool. smoking too yeah. Yeah. Like, it was like her mom basically her mom totally left her like they didn't con- like have a relationship wow. with their dad their dad stayed and their dad raised them and then he also raised my mom's sister and her daughters too because her husband fled so that's why I thought they were married I had said that previously mm-hmm. why I thought my grandfather and my aunt were couples because oh, I mean he okay. was Mr. Mom he raised women his entire life mm. he raised my mom and her daughter alone I mean my mom and her sister alone and then he raised my aunt and her two daughters alone he was awesome wow wow yeah um but yeah so my mom didn't have a mother so she was kind of my friend mm-hmm. uh, but in a good way not an irresponsible way and um i would come home from school all the time especially in high school to my friends sitting on my couch talking to my mom about problems you know my mom was really good to talk to yeah. um and you know she would of course be like smoking like chain smoking while like listening to their stories or giving an advice but she never judged anybody like i didn't know my mom was republican until after she passed because she would have been the last person to tell me how to live my life yeah. or you know i was strange as a child and yeah. like 
you know, into music and, um, (laughs) yeah, like I had (laughs) tattoos and piercings and like, I hung out with people that looked like, you know, like very straight edge kids with big, like holes in their ears, big gauges. And my mom was cool about everything about, I dated a transgendered person when I was younger and my, my mom didn't give a shit about that. So I'm like, there's no way that like you're a Republican. <laughs> yeah, that you're this kind of Republican. Yeah. That we have now. Yeah, she's like a hippie in my eyes. Do you think that you um her passing has contributed it contributed to how you kind of keep your shit close to your chest and you're not because you would be able to talk to her and you're worried about other people judging you? and all that yeah well I'm always worried about other people judging me I think that's just something on me I'm really but you sensitive. weren't with her no yeah. not with her um maybe with like uh, my first divorce I might have been like scared to talk to her mm-hmm. but I talked to my parents about almost anything mm-hmm. um I was very open with my parents you know um, and they were really, really cool. And they they were totally in love and held hands and like spanked each other's butts until Aww. they died. My dad told me that they made a pact that if they ever got divorced, that they would still fuck each other because <laughs> they found their like fucking soulmates, literally. Um, they fucked three times a day, at, like up into their 60s until my mom passed. And I said that to my husband and he's like, that's like what monkeys do, man. Like, they must like have no brains and they're just like, sitting around fucking each other that's it <laughs> yeah i mean that is fucking and crazy. i i was yeah. like that sounds fun like i mean i yeah. think it's great i hope yeah that's how we are but yeah i don't feel like it's very common yeah, yeah. definitely not it, with the same person yeah anyway <laughs> seems know? rare it, i think so yeah. i think it is but i mean that makes me sad for your dad it makes me and that's why i wish that he had someone yeah yeah our friend you know like female companions like we get older and we're like no you're not allowed to make friends with the opposite sex anymore yeah i know that is confusing and it's tricky it's hard and it can get a little sticky but i think it's really important i think so too i think it's good for us to learn how to do it you yes know? to learn how to yeah yeah and like, to respect and yeah. yeah i refuse to say it, it can't be allowed mm-hmm. i don't know i just i'm gonna push that button and it might fuck up sometimes but it's a learning process yeah. and if i have a good partner you know we're gonna allow each other the room to like figure that out yeah i don't know i just i feel like losing my mom made me think about like all relationships differently and it's mm-hmm. sad because i'm not very close with my family you know my brothers or anything and it makes me question having another child because yeah. of that. Like, is it for me or is it for Owen? And like, yeah. if I'm not even close with my brothers, you know, it's Owen. Like, I yeah. don't really want to yeah. be pregnant again. Yeah. Oh God, I don't blame you. But just in general, like relationships, like you got to have them. And it's mm-hmm. part of like evolving. Exactly. Is a uh, connection. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something I think I got the most out of my mom's death is... Uh, like, where do you want to be? You know, you can like sit in the stagnant lifestyle forever wanting a little bit more or start like dipping your toes into like those territories. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she did say to me, like, I wish I could like ride on a motorcycle. <laughs> like she wanted to have more adventures. Yeah. And my dad, like, you know, bless his heart. He is just kind of lazy and, yeah. and wanted to do his own thing. And I wish my mom got those fucking adventures. I know. Yeah. So so your dad 
still doing the same thing oh yeah 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 Yeah, he yeah they're just grieving still uh, he seems okay he yeah he's probably grieving grief never ends it's always there yeah so i'm sure sure he's still grieving did you um just a sight or going back to like the funeral did you go to jerry's funeral i did what was that anything um i mean it was huge because it was it in athens no, you're going to ask me where it is. It was somewhere near Atlanta. She doesn't know when, where, <laughs> how, what, or what. Well, she knows what. I already have Alzheimer's. <laughs> well, I don't work, so I never know what day or what time it is. It Same. makes life easier. And I, I don't know. Dates or numbers and yeah. numbers scare me. We talked about yes. that earlier. Yeah. I just don't do that. Yeah, I live on a different diagram of it's life. It's, it's, I'll time say is that not it was, linear. It's really big there were a lot of people there and a lot of young people which is always hard at a funeral and i cooked food for his parents and um they came and visited coley and i and um and anyone that came to town um like for the funeral like that was pretty far away we hosted um yeah and something about a younger death it's just Mm -hmm. yeah uh, really impactful even if you weren't close with them was it uh was he cremated or buried or I you don't think know. he was cremated it's okay I don't know <laughs> you have to know sometimes I'm just interested in the my mom was buried she was and I took pictures of her okay that's I mean I don't think weird. no I don't nothing's weird when it comes to grief and I've people have done that I mean I we've had people on the podcast that have done that and send it to relatives that couldn't be there or just to you know remember we had a funeral photographer on our podcast and that's oh yeah I think because it's one of the only times the whole family's together what do you do with those photos what do you do with any of your photos do you know what I mean like it you look at them when you need to and you put them away when you don't yeah I kept them on my phone forever but like when I had to like go through my phone and I saw them, it would make me nauseous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I mean David like put them on a hard drive. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and I would say you'd like put them in an album and you'd put it on a shelf and you look at it like twenty years later. Yeah, mm-hmm. those aren't something for the. It's not like your yeah. wedding day photos where you can't wait to get the yes to get them. That's yeah. just something for so f- very far in the future when you're going. Who was there? Yeah, who wasn't there? Yeah, I didn't do that. Yeah. I just put straight up pictures of her in her casket. Oh, okay, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I've I've known a lot of people that have done that. Yeah. I mean, I can't remember who it was that was on the We've show talking about... We've had a couple of people that have talked about... Do- and Marla was one of them that said oh, that she yeah, took pictures right. it for was Marla. her. Um, she took pictures of her grandfather? Or no? It, it was somebody oh, it was for it was her, her dad. Si- yeah, it was, it was her for dad. her sister. Right? I don't remember, but yeah, somebody. she had taken yeah. pictures and... She uh, like was trying to be secretive about it, but she was taking oh, really? pictures of yeah. the body. Yeah, Some and I mean, selfies. Yeah, right. <laughs> this and, lighting uh, it's right so next good. to my dead mom looks great. <laughs> I mean, and my thing is, is like funeral selfies. Sorry, some people can think they're totally weird or whatever. If that is your immediate family member and you're grieving, 
I don't give a fuck. You do you. Like, yeah, if, it, if that's what you need to do to process, to realize, like, this is real, this has happened, then by all means. Yeah, like, take me out of the casket. Prop me up. Like, take pictures saying. with me. If they There's, didn't want their picture taken, have them cremated. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Yeah, little exactly. signs that say YOLO behind me. Like, yeah. put sunglasses on booth. my dead body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there was um, this New Orleans socialite. I always forget her name, but we mentioned her a couple of times. And she was old, an old lady. But she used to host these badass parties. So she was like, you know, socialite, did a shit ton of stuff for charity. So for her uh, funeral, she was literally embalmed and sitting up like this. Yeah. In like bright pink, like fur, like all the crazy clothes, lipstick. And she had a blingy necklace that said bitch. And she had like one of those like cigarette hold like sticks and she's like just sitting there with a glass of champagne in her hands. And that's how she <laughs> people came to her house and she was just sitting there on Paid her throne. For some reason, all I can think of is that old lady in the comic. You remember that? I don't. It's not Kathy, but that other old lady that was always wearing like a moo moo. Yes, yes, yes. She had slippers. the hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, the glasses. Yeah, yeah. I just see I her. I don't know, I don't know what, what it's called either. <laughs> but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. But I mean, I could totally do that. Should Do you have anything else you want to add before we get into our questions? Um, I don't think so. What song would you play at your funeral? Oh, God. You should have asked me these things yesterday. And I could have <laughs> thought about them overnight. What song would I play at my funeral? Well, I always said that I would play um, It's a Wonderful Life. But I don't think I would do really? that now. Okay. I yeah. don't know. But that is what I said when I was younger. Okay. And so far, that is what I would hold to. Okay. Yeah. You, you don't, I mean, but that seems so unoriginal now. No, I mean, it's <laughs> people somewhere over the rainbow. People do that all the time. Yeah, I guess. You know, yeah, I think so. we've had two people say that. Yeah. And then there was one that was the Simon and Garfunkel song that someone finally said. And I went, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How have more people not said yeah. that? <laughs> you know, so it's funny. I think I would actually prefer to make like a whole like song track oh of yeah. course yeah oh, bob had like 20 songs yeah he, we could it, do a whole a very podcast deep, about yeah 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 him you can, um you can think about it and let us yeah. know later yeah i mean i would want to make a playlist um like if i knew i was gonna die i'd want to be like okay i'm gonna make my playlist uh, now yeah um or you know maybe i'll just start doing that now there you go <laughs> be prepared there you go um but yeah I think having music throughout the whole thing that's it's like important. really um, like personalized music. Yeah. I yeah. would want it to be very personalized. Yeah. Touching. So have you ever thought about any sort of death plan for yourself? Like what you want done after you die? I mean, I guess I would like to be cremated because I want to be put into soil, like mm-hmm. put put into the garden um, yeah. and, and like be eaten. And um, anything else people wanted to do, like putting me into ink for tattoos or um you know just going into little pieces where people wanted to place me i yeah. always said i would just flush me down the toilet like a goldfish but, <laughs> yeah. i mean it would be funny it would be funny yeah. clean the toilet like make sure david cleans the toilet okay. i will <laughs> if i'm if you go before me i'll make sure not I'll bleach something natural something, yeah yeah I'll, I'll, i got you i know you've got plenty of natural cleaners oh um, how do you think you're going to die? Have you ever thought about? Mm, I mean, uh, stress maybe, <laughs> like anxiety. Uh, 
don't know. I think just the very normal way. Hopefully, old age. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm having Manifest sex it. while I'm doing it. <laughs> there you or like go. my first orgy. Or, <laughs> <laughs> like or your I'm last sucking orgy. a big dick <laughs> and like someone's pounding me and I'm just like life <laughs> in Love the it. in the nursing I'm home. Alive. Yeah. The, the fir- you're, you have just gathered together the nursing home orgy, the first nursing home orgy <laughs> because of your experience, like mm-hmm. because of what you've been through. Uh, what is something you maybe would try to do to support a friend who has recently just lost a loved be one? Be real. Like, don't say, like, I'm so sorry for your loss. Or, I mean, that's okay to say, but say that and then say, you know, I don't really know what the fucking say. Yeah. Um, and if you've been through it before, say, like, I've been through it before and, like, I get it. Like, it, you're in a daze right now. Yeah. And um, I would say, you know, use that energy. Like, f- like put it in a good spot because you can take it down with you or you can build yourself up with that. Mm-hmm. Like, literally use their energy for something productive otherwise you're wasting that death mm-hmm. that's no i to think say. that's great yeah um i think so too so what food are you bringing to the funeral so, so. <laughs> um <laughs> i uh, lots of whipped cream <laughs> <laughs> Not because of sex stuff, just whipped cream. Sure. I really like whipped cream. Like, I'm always sneaking it. What did you make for um, Jerry's funeral? Um, we made Italian food just because okay. it's easy to feed a lot of people. Yeah. 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 I'm always interested in what somebody would bring to And a- their Italian um, pukes, you know. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, just Italian food. I mean, I... No, what other food would I... Yeah, honestly, whipped cream comes to mind. <laughs> just bring just a big I mean, bowl. Of- <laughs> if you just bring a bunch of whipped cream, they have options. They can put it on she's something. Gonna they, can doing, no, they can yeah, do whippets. Yeah, she's gonna be doing whippets. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of options there yeah. with whipped cream. Bring they can dust off too, then, so you can like choose. Do you yeah. want your chemical whippet? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> We're all just doing inhalants. We're like pass each other out at my funeral. Do all the things I did when I was a kid. Yeah, <laughs> Take relive too much acid and sit on a trampoline we used to do whippets oh, in the cemetery God, i would drive around <laughs> with a friend that like did dust stuff while i was driving i know that's really is, sad I, I remember doing the that that is the dumbest shit you can do oh my god yeah, so kids dumb. don't do that don't no, do don't it's, oh. i don't know how i'm i mean i should have died I mean, you're still smart. Like, I, I'm super flaky. And I'm like, damn it. I'm only flaky because I did way too this many is, drugs when this, I was younger. The, this brain would be a lot stronger if it weren't for the <laughs> This thing in duster. here that's pinging around. This, I mean, I'm telling you, my, I probably didn't have as bad ADD before I did a bunch of fucking air duster. <laughs> Why do you talk like this? I mean, at, at my funeral, I just want it to have fun. I'd want it to be really personal and fun like intimate and <laughs> she would want to be lots of whipped cream <laughs> it's gonna be an orgy uh, she's gonna have like a, a giant party. orgy <laughs> at her it's gonna be like eyes live wide the shut. life that i've always wanted secretly wanted to live <laughs> david's gonna be like i'm out yeah he wouldn't uh, come to my funeral 
<laughs> I like Seth. I have to go. It's Misty. I, it's Misty's funeral. He's like, why are you wearing a robe and a mask? <laughs> <laughs> what are those tassels doing on your nipples, Casey? It's Misty's funeral. I told you. Come on. But it's funny because I'm a pretty quiet person, mm-hmm. but I just have that beast inside of me. It's just it's where beast. you're, you know, um, like. You know, you always have like a a person you wish you were in the corner of your brain. You yeah. know, I'm like a more promiscuous in that corner of my brain, your, but I'm not really that person. It's like your alter ego. Yeah. Yeah. And I make fun of all that stuff, but I don't take death heavily. I mean, obviously, you know, if I can like uh, laugh about so many of these deaths or laugh about my mom's death in particular, like I just, I don't know. Is it there becomes a death? less scary. It is does is there a death or like someone that you like i mean i feel like i know the answer but like someone you would you don't think you'd be okay yeah it's funny because you won't think i would say oh yeah but it was probably david yeah yeah i'm maybe because i fuck with them too much i like pushes buttons and i'm scared of a spouse dying yeah. And that's probably why like I go into all these weird corners of my brain is because I'm scared of being alone. Yeah. And you know the other day I said to him when I heard him breathing I was, I was like god I'm like really actually in love with you right now and that's of course that's when you die on me. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> like of course. <laughs> I fall back in love with you babe and then you die on We're me. We're so Fuck happy you. and you're going to die. <laughs> you're doing this to me. You're doing this to me for a reason. So you really think that like if something happened to Owen, you'd... Oh, I would lose my mind. Okay. And I don't even think that David and I would be able to be together. I think I think we common, would yeah. move to a place where nobody knew us. I would, wouldn't be able to look him in the eyes. I have a conversation with... We would move to separate places where nobody knew us, you know, and yeah. have like a different life. Yeah. Where I never had to talk about my son. That's a place I can't go. We, we yeah. talked about that um, show, The Affair. Yeah, that was one of those shows when they she were really lost, little. We'd yeah, push around, and, and it makes a lot of sense yeah. as a parent. Yeah, like, yeah, you just go away, and you go, and you do, and you don't. I, I can't. I, I don't think I'd ever be the same. I don't know that I could even continue. Well, that's why I had a kid because I can't finish anything, and, and so my son to. will continue. Well, I'll die before he does. Yeah. So it's yeah. another thing I don't have to finish. <laughs> but you I started it, and I don't have to finish. It's perfect for me. <laughs> <laughs> Circle of life. Yeah. Oh. Are there more questions? I never there's one more. Okay. So what's one thing you want to do before you die? Like what's your bucket list day or like your make a wish day? Um my bucket list my bucket list. <laughs> my bucket list day before I die. Um Um I would just want to tell the people that I really truly love. I would just want to sit down and tell them that I really love them. Yeah. And without any worries of like what other people thought or like um, people just like anyone being hurt or whatever, I would just want to tell people that I like loved them and why I loved them and in a very honest way. I love you too. <laughs> Is that something you have trouble doing since losing my mom or just in, just in general? Is that something you have trouble doing, like telling people that you love that you love them or telling people how you really feel? about them yeah i i think that i am sensitive to hurting people's feelings sometimes and Mm -hmm. i i don't know uh i am very selfish i'll say it i'm a selfish person um 
that I love a lot. It's like my biggest default is that I love too much. Yeah, I don't. It's weird that you say you're selfish. Yeah, I'm selfish I've, in love. Yeah, yeah, but I, it's weird. I just would have. I never would think of, like you as selfish. Yeah, you can be selfish in a lot of different ways. Yeah, I, I mean, when you think of like what selfish, like selfish in the sense of like putting yourself first. You know? Yeah. I don't... I. If I was going to die, I'd, I'd want to be by the ocean. Mm-hmm. So I'd want to be by the water. And I would want it to be a beautiful day. And I'd want to, like, eat my whipped cream on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just would want to be on the beach, you yeah. know? And... Uh, up north or... Yeah, and, and no... Somewhere warm, so not up north. Yeah. <laughs> but I would want like an hour with the people that I care about and nobody knew who I was talking to. And I just took people aside and had like, you know, an hour with each of those people to like really talk and on yeah. the beach. Um, and just really spend my time looking at them like intimately in the eyes and, and talking to them. Kind of yeah. how I'm looking at you right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, then we roll around and yeah. use our whipped cream. Yeah. <laughs> I was totally expecting you to say an orgy. Uh, no, my life, I think it's just because I'm like, I love, I'm a lover. Yeah. yeah. You want an intimate connection. I do. Yeah. I think that's what I'm fighting for mm. is like a, a, like a new person again after having a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Like I want... I just want to be authentic in the way that I love. Yeah. Um, and I play around with it a lot. You know, I read a lot of books on sex and gender yeah. and I've been trying to figure out like what it all means, but yeah. I just have this urge to just be myself. And then you also don't want to hurt people and that's hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is hard. Especially, I mean, I guess, yeah, when you're being selfish yeah. in that way, it is hard to... Totally. Yeah, especially when you... We all love people that hurt other people by loving people yeah and we are all selfish and we can hurt people by loving ourselves too much or even a little bit sometimes yeah Yeah. you know what i mean even just a small amount of putting yourself first can translate to someone not being important yeah yeah i see that totally so and that hurts so yeah i mean be your authentic self yes we have one life to live. That was my mom's <laughs> favorite show. Really? One life to live. Let's, what is that's really do it the way Pam said. Uh, what are the kids saying these days? YOLO. Uh, <laughs> oh God. Let's do it the way like the I lady, like the old lady saying one, so one life to, to live. live. One life to live. Pam. Yeah. <laughs> Pam. Yeah. Is there anything you want us to know about your mom? Anything else? She's a little fireball. Surly little fireball grew up in like a you know, in Lawrence, Massachusetts, and um, uh, ignorant in many ways, uh, just misinformed, not mm. by her fault. I mean, not like, you know, not by nature. And um, yeah, she was the only true female friend I'll ever have. Sorry, Casey. Well, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not trying to replace your mom. <laughs> She's my my woman. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Well, so sorry for your loss. <laughs> sorry. Uh, sorry. Okay. I'm the worst. <laughs> I'm the worst. I mean, I obviously I wish your mom was still here, but I guess it is it's part of our journey. 
Yeah. And it's... I mean, she raised us without a mom, and it was my job to raise my kid without a mom around. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm doing it, and it helped me. Like, she didn't have help. Yeah. She didn't have a mom. Like, if she can do it. Yeah. Yeah. If she can have a kid and not have her mom around, I can do it, too. I'm a big girl. You're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Thank He's you. awesome. <laughs> yeah. He is awesome. I like dropped it a little bit this year, but I got it back. You're fine. Yeah. Right. Also, this is <laughs> the fine. fuck you fours. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fuck the terrible twos. This is the fuck you fours. So, yeah. yeah. Whoa. You're right. It yeah. Is. <laughs> so we're just fucking trying to survive here. Just survive somehow. <laughs> so yeah. is there anything else you'd like to say or should we? I mean, I know you have to. We'll have you back soon. Boot scoot. I think I'm good. Was that long enough? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Long. Perfect. I think it was great. Um, do you want to you wanna shout out any Instagram or, social I don't know, media. social media or you can, David. Don't. Stay you, the fuck off of my page. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to shout out no. David's art? Um, yeah. So my husband is in of Montreal and he is the art director and um you can also find him at um, the Bee with Wheels. This is Instagram. I bet you know better than I do, Casey. Yeah, the Bee with Wheels. Yep, and I think it's the Bee with Wheels dot dot com. Yeah, that's where he sells his art so online. Go buy some art. Touring. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, check out his it's really cool stuff. Thing. So very cool. Yeah, figure just throw a little promotion in there. Yeah, no promotion on me <laughs> no. unless you wanna. Uh, <laughs> um you swipe right on you tinder friend yeah swipe right now is there like a swipe corner just for friends i just want friends yeah, yeah. there oh, is a new yeah when i really thing it's not yeah when i was like super depressed and we moved to this side of town and then i didn't see you as much i downloaded that bumble bff to just yeah, find yeah, a friend that's the one yeah. i went on a date a brunch date with a girl in atlanta it terrifies me it sounds worse than like it was having they ended up being stand. some crazy bitches but in a good way like we went to the hookah lounge we got food <laughs> she was like this beautiful african-american woman who graduated from columbia and her friends came out and they were just like this positive energy of just like you are a fucking badass bitch and they were like we don't usually uh, we're not usually friends with people with kids but fuck it she was like i have plenty of friends with kids she's like i'm trying to find somebody without a kid but fuck it you, your kid's not here and we just like literally got shit-faced and smoked hookah for hours and then she came to athens and we went to brunch with layla and she's yeah she's like oh and now here's your kid. Thanks, yeah. Thanks a lot. For thanks a lot. <laughs> well, she she was like, please bring her. I want to meet her. It was awesome. She was really really cool. Now she moved away, but whatever. We still keep in touch. So Bumble BFF, don't do it. <laughs> I made one friend, and then I immediately was like, oh no, there's you more took people yourself to talk to. Off, yeah. 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 Maybe I'll check it out again one day. Anyway. So to wrap things up, I guess we can say if you're having a bad day. Grab a bottle of whipped cream because it all ends in a funeral. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks, Misty. Thanks, Thanks Misty. Funeral Stories is produced by Seth and Molino, and music is by John Pope. Check out our website and blog by going to www.funeralstories.com. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Funeral Stories and on Instagram at Funeral underscore Stories. Donate to our cause on Patreon to unlock subscriber rewards. 
And please don't forget to send your funeral stories to funeralstoriespodcast at gmail.com or hello at funeralstories.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple iTunes and listen on your preferred podcasting service. Thanks, guys. Bye.